0: Welcome to Reuse on Replay with the Reusable Packaging Association. I'm Hillary McCutcheon with RPA. Our podcast features experts and thought leaders from around the reusable transport packaging industry and a conversation about reuse systems for the distribution of goods in the supply chain. Today, I'm chatting with Kevin Mazula, Chief Executive Officer of RM2 and Vice Chairman of RPA, to discuss the company's BlockPal palette. This palette's unique material, design, and integrated technology show how reusable packaging can add value far beyond economics across the supply chain. Thanks for listening. Great. So good morning, Kevin, or good afternoon for you. Nice to speak to you. Hi, Hillary. Great. So, um, I'm glad to have you joining me here on the on the podcast, and I'm excited to talk about uh, RM2 and uh, what you all have going on. So, um, maybe you can start by just sort of telling our listeners a little bit about the company and what you do and how you've got to be where you are today.
1: All right. Great. Well, first of all, thanks to you and to the RPA for the, the opportunity to speak today. It's always always great to uh, to get these opportunities. Uh, regarding RM2, RM2 is the is the leading company that's in the smart pallet, smart pallet pooling world. So RM2 is a company that uh, launched the smart pallet revolution. And we did that by putting in a little IoT sensor in the in the pallets so that we could know the condition and location of the pallets. And uh, as we've developed that, we've been able to Pull the data out of the sensors and send that to the cloud, and, and now we're able to know the, like I said, the condition and the location of the pallets, and uh, provide insights to to our customers. And um, we found that they've been really attracted by this proposition. We're we're getting lots of interest, and lots of demand. As a result, um, I'm happy to announce that we've just completed another successful round of uh, funding. So we are in a full um, full deployment. Production and deployment mode um, to get uh, to get more of these smart pallets out in the marketplace. So we're we're quite quite keen on that. Right. I guess um, to get <laughs> so <sorry. Yeah, laughs> to, say, get to right. this point. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
0: I, I'm just going to say congratulations on that. That's that's a big achievement. Um, and you know, it's it's interesting to me to to hear you know so much of the really cool technology that's that's available now in the reusable packaging space kind of started, you know, like you said, sort of as a tracking kind of you know utility, really probably asset management focused, right? And then it sort of evolved into something um that's adding a lot more value. So I think that's that's a really cool uh story that that we're seeing, I think, across the industry.
1: Yeah. I think there's kind of two parts to it. One is you need to have a, a really good asset to start with. So as a business, we spent a lot of money investing in different technologies to make sure that we had a really robust, really attractive platform—a high-tech, hygienic platform. And secondly, you know, once we we got that completed, we have invested you know quite a lot into the tracking technology, and uh, we're actually on our third generation of the tracking technology. So each time we do it, we we learn more, we get better, we get more efficient, and. Um, we've made, uh, you know, great strides on, on both of those levels.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned the, um, you know, the the design, the construction of the the palette itself. And I think that's really important, you know, one of the things that, um, or one of the, I guess, pieces of value that we're sort of, I think the market is sort of waking up to is, all kind of the extra bells and whistles and great features um, that you can have in reusable packaging that you can't in single use. Um, and, and that there's just so, it's so much more than just, you know, a reusable whatever it is. Um, there's sort of all these extra levels of uh, benefits. Um, so maybe you can tell me a little bit about that. I and mean, I think that the palette itself is pretty, pretty fascinating. So um, what are some of the things that you guys have built into it or, or designed into
1: it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's straight, you know, straight up, uh, correct. We, we, um, I think for many, many years, people have been trying to come up with, um, a better pallet. I mean, the, the good news is that there's a, a reusable pallet platform that's made out of wood that's already in the the marketplace. So the good news is that reusables already started there. So that's, that's a plus, but you know, people have been looking for a, a better platform, um, in, in a lot of different segments and a lot of different geographies and and the types of things that they've been looking for are are you know improvements in in hygiene improvements in in consistency um, improvements in in ability to be in a hot environment or you know flame resistant that type of thing and and then finally you know everybody's looking for more more assist. So we we had like uh, almost a dozen different criteria that we were looking at when we designed the the palette, and we tested lots and lots of different different materials, and we ended up coming up with um, what we call fiberglass, like uh, you know uh, glass reinforced plastic, um, which is a, a super strong material. It's uh, it's like stronger than steel and, and and lighter weight. So we we got you know the the heavy duty nature of it, robustness nature of the, of the product, as well as the, uh, the, the lightness of the product, which is, which critical for, for users. Um, but also because of, of what it's made out of it, it, it's impervious to, to bacteria or bugs getting into it. Mm-hmm. So it, it solves a little bit of the, definitely improves not solving completely the hygiene, hygiene issue. And because it's, you know, glass reinforced and um, it, it, it doesn't have some of the issues that a, a, a straightforward, you know, HTP or plastic might have in terms of the brittleness that you see in some of the in some of the colder environments or in in the cold chain part of the environment where the the product that you know tends to get a bit a bit more more brittle. And then you know, additionally, there's you wouldn't think about it, but in pallets, there's there's a lot of different things that that end up coming into the equation. There's you know, flame retardancy, so. Um, you don't want um, you don't want the pallets, you know, being a cause of of furthering any fire in your in your warehouse, etc. So there's a lot of le- legislation regarding that, and the fact that it's you know fiberglass or glass reinforced plastic means that it doesn't doesn't continue to burn; it puts itself out. So it, it you know passes you know the FM 4996 platform, etc., which is which is good, which is not easy to pass for just a simple a simple plastic. Yeah. So there's I guess there's there's a there's a lot of different pieces that, that went into it with um, with the material also, we, because it's strong and light, we were able to make our palette a bit less high or thinner than than the other pallets uh, It doesn't seem like a big deal, but if it's five inches tall versus like 5.6 inches tall, it means that you get, you know, a, another pallet or two in each in, in each um, in each rack or stack of pallets. So you get a lot more in a truck, and it, it, the more you get in a truck, the less gas you lose, you use, and the less uh, less pollution in the environment. So all these things end up adding up to a to a, a better a better proposition.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's those small, seemingly small uh, kind of design improvements that you can make with you know a, a reusable asset that that you're you know really investing in and going to be using for you know a decade or longer. Um, that you kind of really can't do in in a single-use item, um, and uh, and yeah, as you said, you know, not not only does it kind of help with a single truckload, but you know, add that up over the lifespan of of how long you know these things last, and that's that's an awful, that's a, that's a big impact for kind of what seems like a pretty small little tweak, you know.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a huge impact. The other thing, which is you know, kind of a, a trend in the a big trend in the market is that, you know, the, as, as final customers are, are, you know, people like Walmart, Costco, et cetera, you know, put in more automated storage and retrieval systems. They're, they're looking for a more, a high tech platform to go through those systems because there's not a lot of people in them and they want them to run flawlessly. So by having a a high tech platform that, you know, keeps its, keeps its, um, keeps its uh, positions and it keeps its you know dimensional integrity you get um, you, you provide a benefit to these people who are, who are looking for a a, a problem free free life so that their their products can flow easily through their their system and so products that that aren't as robust or that can get damaged can can end up gumming up those those systems so it, this is another area where by investing or in the the platform, you can you can reap benefits, you know, as as that platform flows through the the entire supply chain system.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. And there there certainly do um, seem to be a lot of trends that you know, both you know, single use and reusable uh, pallets and and um, other types of packaging are having to. Adapt to you know, audit, like you mentioned, automation um, is is a huge one of them, and I think we're just seeing more and more of that. So, um, have you made kind of design tweaks over the years to adapt as trends have changed, or was were these sort of kind of always envisaged, you know, in the in the beginning of the design?
1: Well, the design was it, it keeps getting refined little by little, but the design was the main design was made to emulate a bit the 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 current wooden pallet which had a had a benefit that it could be repaired so the current design has you know the nine blocks that that the the platform is built off of with the slots on the top and the slots on the bottom and each one of those is replaceable repairable and that type of thing as opposed to you know a single or, or dual piece unit because in the pooling world it's 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 a Rough and tumble world, and as as the pallet is not in the not taken care of as much as, as we all would like to as, as a as a high as a high high value asset, it does get damaged, and and so you need to be efficient in the repair of the of the pallet. So that was a that was also a key element of the design, which was made um, made on purpose to to help with the unit cost of the of the product as it as it went down downstream. The final piece of that that unit costs area is really the the loss element, and that's that's where the the, the tracking and 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 tracing or the sensor technology you know came in. We said you know we really need to be able to retain our asset if we're going to provide you know this high quality and and, and invest in this much in our, in our asset. We need to retain that asset, and and hence there was a a big push on the on the IOT technology and inventing the, the the smart pilot.
0: Right. And so, you know, it, it started, it sounds like, um, you know, for for RM2 to be able to know where their assets are, which is, as we all know in the pooling world, very, very important and uh, can easily upend your business model if if you don't know where things are. Um, what about or, or have you seen you know interest from customers like does does that seem to matter in your experience um, to some of the users whether it's manufacturers or, or retailers are they are they utilizing the technology
1: yeah you're you're exactly right there's 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 kind of two elements to it the first element is asset retention and knowing where it is and then if you're losing assets to be able to provide, you know, precise feedback to the, to the areas where the assets being lost, you said, you know, this pallet left, you know, dock four at 3.07 PM, you may want to check that dock and, and make sure that the, the operator knows that, you know, this pallet needs to go to a different area or that type of things. So you can provide precise feedback and then create, you know, better better performance in, in, throughout the supply chain, which is which is super helpful. Yeah. So the first piece was was that, but really, I think more value will come from it through the the information that can be provided by knowing what the condition and and the location of the of the asset is. So we haven't really built that into the into the model yet, but we think it's the more valuable piece of the of the proposition. If, if you think about it, you know there, you know everybody's talking about blockchain and 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 chain of custody um, by having the sensor and sensors in the pallet and being able to communicate that, you know, we, we have the, the ability to know what's happening to the pallet when um, and that's super critical to to a lot of people. Uh, we've, we've spoken to some some very big, you know, providers of logistics. Services and, and they say, for example, on, on temperature management, they say we provide uh, in our contracts, we have um limits to what temperature the goods are supposed to be traveling at and and what range they're supposed to be held to for us to say that, yeah, we completed our contract with you, Mr. Customer. But they have, in, in many, in many, many, many cases, perhaps over 90% of the cases, they don't know if they're able to conform to the contracts that they're signing. Right. But by us having the, the temperature sensor in the pallet, we can help them to conform with their contracts and to to be able to show that they're performing, or to, to prove in audits that they're performing to what they're they're committing to. Another big element, which could be super useful, is is on time and in full deliveries. Right? People want to know that that their goods are delivered on time and in full. And if there's a way to show that um, without a lot of human intervention, um, that would also be very helpful. So I think that there's there's a lot of areas where where people will want to take um, or, or will want to benefit from the information that's available from the from the system.
0: Yeah. Well, and and you know, without knowing what's actually happening, there's really no way to know where to improve. And you know, as we all know, you know, imperishable supply chains, right? The the food waste and um, and you know, product quality issues that can happen and a lot of times you just don't know exactly what happened, you know, until it arrives. Um, you, you open those doors and, and see, you know, the the end result. So um, it's, it's fascinating to me to think that that we might, you know, soon be able to see, you know, what those products, whether it's, you know, pharmaceuticals or, or produce or meats are, are experiencing through the supply chain. And then, you know, not just from a, an accountability standpoint, but also then to, to say, how do we fix this, you know, and, and improve this and reduce the amount of food waste and, um, and loss. I, I think it's, it's a huge opportunity for, you know, for a lot of different verticals, um, you know, to really optimize the cold chain with, with all that data.
1: Well, you're, you're a spot on there. I mean, if you think about that, that food chain, I mean, most people, you know, talk about a figure of 35 to 40% of food is lost from, from farm to plate. Um, if we're able to save a, you know, or add a day of, of shelf life to food product, for example, by, by being more efficient in the supply chain or by, by taking out something that we know is, is spoiled or should shouldn't be going, going forward you have a there's a there's a huge benefit you were talking about billions of dollars of benefit through that supply chain by by being more efficient um throughout the chain so there's there's incentive for everyone to do that i guess equally importantly in that in that benefit is if more food is is hitting the plate that means less food is being wasted uh less food that's being wasted means less food that's rotting or creating co2 gases etc which means it's 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 helping the the world in a in a very significant manner so these these types of technologies um will continue to to prosper and grow and find find uses um throughout the supply chain and it will help us you know not just for efficiencies but also for sustainability reasons
0: yeah yeah which is huge i mean it's it's you know bigger and bigger deal every day and um you know, to be able to to have that level of detail, you know, unit load level detail, I think is going to be a, a real game changer. Um, so, you know, as, as we're looking forward um, to what's coming next. So, you know, you said you just completed a new round of funding. So I assume you're gearing up for some, some big things. So what can we kind of expect next from RM2?
1: Uh, yeah, so yeah we're happy with uh, the funding so we're now in full uh, execution execution mode our focus is on expansion and execution so we have a as I kind of mentioned in the preamble we have a lot of customers that want more of our more of our our, our services and our offerings so we're wrapping up uh, uh, production or accelerating production and we're we're deploying we're deploying more pallets so that's really the the key focus we're also we we also continue to invest um, intensively in the in the in that second part of the of the tracking technology that we refer to in terms of being able able to provide meaningful insights for our our customers in terms of showing them what's happening where they can improve their supply chains etc and over the next years we're going to be launching a a, a series of programs which will, will show people how they can continue to improve and as we mentioned the food supply chain how we can can reduce waste, you know, improve efficiency, and and reduce um, the pain on our environment.
0: Wow. Well, that's a that's a pretty big undertaking, and um, you know, that's that's great to hear uh, that that uh, this is all underway. I think it's there, there's so much opportunity, like we talked about. Um, you know, so many different verticals, and you know, even even just in the in the the cold chain, you know, that can benefit from all that extra data and um, and, and the impact that, you know, the, the humble palette can have. So uh, it'll be great to watch you guys uh, as you grow and expand and, um, you know, see see all the changes that that come from it.
1: All right. Well, stay tuned for this humble palette. We want to keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, it's been wonderful talking to you, Kevin. Thank you so much. Thank for you time. so
1: much. Thanks again, Hillary. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.